Welcome to the Transformation Goddess Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan Vanderleek, founder of TransformationGoddess.com, a soulful, sensual, and sacred exploration for women. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. And today, it's my honor and pleasure to introduce you to Cindy Chavez. Cindy is an intuitive life and relationship coach who partners with creative, busy women that struggle with overwhelm and want to connect with their innate feminine spirituality and create a life full of love and magic. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's wonderful to have you here, and I'm so glad we met Months ago, uh, you shared a, a wonderful blog post with Transformation Goddess, and I'm glad that here we are again coming together to share a little bit more about your transformational story and, and a little bit about what you're up to. So we'll begin with the first question, and that is, if you could please share a, a significant transition or transformation that you've experienced in the last 12 months. When I when you hear you ask that question, it's like, oh gosh, you know, the transformations sometimes in our lives feel like they just are rolling and rolling and you know, I think we look back and realize more than maybe sometimes in the moment. But this transformation that I can say I really recognize in the last twelve months, um, is hard for me to put into words, but I will say that I came into a place of recognizing my gifts in a different way and that is that being in a business where there's so many voices often telling you what you know or what you should do <laughs> <laughs> what you should do and what you know what's uh, marketable and what people want and you know all this information I think at some point I was sort of questioning what it is that I do and what that is, is that I have a very strong message about healing brokenheartedness. And I mean that not just, you know, someone that's been in a romantic relationship and they've broken up and now they're brokenhearted, although that certainly can be the deal. But, you know, we go through large and small heartbreaks continually in this life. Mm -hmm. Even just having a discussion with someone where there's a hurt feeling, you know, maybe a discussion with your child or something. And when you recognize that, that thing, until it's healed, even the smallest of things, it sort of gets in the way. It sure does. And so one of the things that I say so often is that everything you want is on the other side of your broken heart. Mm -hmm. Because until you deal with those emotional you know, hurts, no matter small or large, they just get in the way of you really coming into your own fullness. And so I think one day um, when someone was asking me about what I did, um, later on, I just had this epiphany that said, you know, oh my gosh, with my, my, my free offering that I have is, you know, my ebook about healing a broken heart. And I got this strong, right now I even have chills just saying it, but it was like that right now for me, there is no more nobler and greater um, work that I can do than to help people 
move through those places where they have emotional pain. And I kind of thought to myself, oh my gosh, of course I want to do this. <laughs> but yeah. so long I kind of pushed away and shied away from it. You know, yeah. I said, oh no, I don't think I want to do that. That's painful. But in the place I'm at now, I can look back and recognize that yes, it absolutely is painful to be in those places. Um, but it's not painful for me as a facilitator to help you move through that place. It's a joy to me, even though I do feel your pain. Um, I don't shy away from it because I see what's on the other side. When, it come, when we come back to the biggest transformation, then would you say that that's being really open then about what you do? And, and yes. Okay. Yes, I think it's, and it's really just owning it. Um, right. It's being able to really own that and say, yeah, that's what I do. I have a gift for radical transformation and for helping people move through some really painful things. And yeah. I don't back away from it anymore. I know I can hold the space. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think the transformation that happened in me with just say, kind of stepping up or coming out of the closet, if you will. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, I totally. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I do. <laughs> Well, I totally understand, and I'll tell you, we'll, we'll have to have another conversation outside of this interview because I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but I created the Sacred Heart Teachings, which is a, a perfect partnership with with your new offering and with what you've just come out to share. And so who knows what we might be able to create together in in this very important heart healing process that that everyone can benefit from. That's fantastic. I have a huge <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> so, so that's wonderful. It's I love it when women step into their power and and really come into this place of comfort, knowing that this is my magic, this is my gift, and I cannot not share it. Like I, I have to make it available, and and then and then we cross through this beautiful walk through this beautiful gateway, and then everything makes so much more sense and it's almost like wow what I guess I guess this was the time because I, I wasn't ready a year ago but I am now what are your favorite sacred feminine rituals what a great question I like to make um, lots of things into sacred ritual even just getting ready in the morning um, I'm I'm a big Sephora junkie. I, I admit it. I just come out with that. I love makeup and nail polish and um, cleansers and taking care of my skin and doing my hair. So even that, because it's something that I do pretty much every day, mm -hmm. is just being present. Mm. You know? um, being present, to me, can turn almost anything into a sacred ritual. I do like following the moon phases. Uh, I do like making intentions you know, when, at the full moon to, to release and let go of what's not serving me anymore. At the new moon to open up to receive, you know, what's next for me in my life. And those seem very much, you know, like powerful ritual that come into that category of feminine rituals, right? We're so connected with the moon and mm -hmm. with the world. But I really like the idea of, of bringing yourself into the present moment at any course of the day, you know, drinking a glass of water, <laughs> like bringing yourself into the present moment and recognizing that drinking a glass of water is self-care. It's showing love to yourself. Right. Um, instead of just rushing through the day, 
with like, oh, I'm thirsty, grab a drink and go on to the next thing, go on to that with never really being present. So I think that that's my favorite way of ritual is to allow almost anything in my life to be a ritual, to be done in the present moment, to be done with intention. Mm-hmm. And with- oh, I just love that so much. And one of the women that I sit with in a wise women's circle, she's the, the elder of our group. And um, I asked her one day, the same question, you know, I said, what is your favorite sacred feminine ritual? And she said, she said, Shan, my life is a sacred ritual. And she smiled and big, be- big, beautiful blue eyes. And, and it, her response changed my life right there in that moment. I thought, I'm not going to wait until I'm 76 years old to take that in completely. <laughs> you know, that... Thank you so much for that that sharing because it is this the mindfulness and and presence and awareness changes everything. This morning, I was um, enjoying my cup of coffee and and these two morning doves were outside, and I just love them. I love the sounds they make. I love looking at them. I invited them to come here um, from our old house. Um, we had morning doves and you heard them all the time cooing. And the first few years that we lived in, in our new place. There weren't any morning doves, and I missed them so much. And I started to pray and, and like, invite the doves to come, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they came. I thought, okay, well, that's awesome. You know? That is awesome. <laughs> and so here they were, and I was just giving thanks that they were here. And I thought, and I just kind of cracked myself up a little bit. Because sometimes when I bust myself doing that, those things that bring me so much joy that are so small... I think, oh my gosh, I'm a lunatic, but I'm a really happy lunatic. I'm a really happy lunatic, so really that's all that matters. Well, I don't see anything (laughs) crazy about that. I think um, that we, you know, whenever we do something with intention, that's when the magic happens. Yes, yes. So even those small intentions, um, they're powerful. Mm -hmm. They sure are. Speaking of, of powerful, um, how do you relate to your body and sexuality and power? Another great question. Thank you. I really feel like it's taken me many, many years to come into a place where I even connected those things. Mm-hmm. And yet now I see such a strong connection between our body and sexuality and power so strong that I almost just see them all wrapped up together. And I feel that becoming really comfortable in your own skin gives you a sort of power and confidence and and an ability to just feel safe. And I think those are all really important, especially to women. Mm -hmm. And so to me, they're the, the, place of being present is another thing that is so important to that because so many times you know I talked about drinking a glass of water can be a sacred ritual I remember asking a woman one time and it was completely intuitive she was a an ICU nurse she was a client of mine um, and I I don't even know why the question came just intuition but said well because here is a person that is profoundly connected with health, with healing, with, you know, uh, bodily um, status, right? Mm -hmm. 
checking the stats of people's, their temperature, their, you know, everything, monitoring everything about their vital statistics. And I said to her, are you, but are you drinking enough water? And she didn't answer for like 30 seconds. And then she said, well, no, sometimes I only have time to get one glass of water in a 10 hour shift. Mm. And I realized that here, here is a woman, you know, like a lot of women who spend so much of their time caring for other people, for right. their well-being, for their sexual needs, for their physical needs, for their schedules, for everything else. And yet with her profound knowledge of, of care, wasn't getting more than a glass of water in a 10 hour day shift. And I realized that when we're present in our own bodies, when we pay attention, when we take a moment, and this isn't anything that takes, you know, time. Right, right. I mean, it's instantaneous for us to check in with our body and see what are we feeling physically and what are we feeling emotionally and what do we need right now in this moment? And maybe it's just a glass of water. But when we start to become really aware with what's going on in our body, sexually and non-sexually, you know, just our body, period. Sure, sure. Then we gain power in that moment. Because truly the only thing that we have a lot of control over is our own body and our own self. Right. Well, uh, and and I think that it, it's such a unfortunate truth that many of the very best caregivers have no idea how to give that care back to themselves. Com compassionate self-care is one of the one of my missions to to continue to toot that horn and invite as many women especially, but men too, as possible to have that glass of water, to tune in, to slow down enough to, to really touch base with what, what their bodies really need because these bodies are so incredible. And, and without them, um, we're, we're, in a world of, we're in a world of hurt without, you know, if we're not caring for them, I mean, that's the truth. We have, to, we have to tune in. And it's so interesting that you bring up this nurse because I have met so many nurses who are incredible at what they do professionally, their role as a nurse, and don't have one single idea how to care for themselves. Mm. It just it blows my mind because they put, they're so, they're so, um, in, it's all ingrained in their minds to put themselves at the back of the line. Yes, absolutely. And I think women in general, you know, we, have a, a maternal <laughs> mm -hmm. aspect to us that always wants to serve so much and yet we don't serve ourselves and we judge our bodies so harshly mm. uh, and we you know we we beat up on ourselves emotionally about about our bodies and yet our bodies have served us so well through our whole life. I mean, it's this body that carries us and, mm -hmm. and takes so much abuse from us. You know, not caring for ourselves, and so I, I really join you in that interest of mm. making sure that that we all men and women but it does seem especially women that will put their needs aside and you know keep putting them aside and aside and aside and on the back burner to help everyone else and then in the process they just wear themselselves out we wear ourselves out right we can't give any more and and there's no 
you know, there's no harm. There's no one will go neglected if we just take care of ourselves. We have even more to give when we do that. Well, that's, that's absolutely true. We can be the best wives, mothers, employers, friends, when we're giving our bodies, minds, and souls what, what we need. We can. It's proven over and over again. I, I am living proof of this. And it's amazing and wonderful to help somebody else have a breakthrough where they really get it. And they understand that, no, 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 this isn't about being selfish. This is about carving out time for yourself each day for something. Even if it's just one thing, something that is all about you. And, And, you know, sometimes it's more than just, I mean, more or less in just answering for yourself. Mm -hmm. There was a time in my life when I deferred to everyone, always. Right. When someone asked me, you know, Cindy, what movie do you want to see? Oh, I don't care. What do you want to see? Yeah. Where, where do you want to eat tonight? Oh, I don't care. Where do you want to eat? And I did that on a consistent basis for a lot of years. And I'll never forget a big aha moment I had. And this really wasn't about self-care in the way we think of, you know, well, you need to get a massage or drink more water, or eat healthier or do yoga or take time for yourself. It was just in this consistent way that I would defer to everyone else's preferences because I, I thought that I was being a nice, good, compassionate, wonderful person by doing that, (laughs) you know, and I did it without thinking and without, and then one day I had a mastermind group of women. We met together for probably six years or a handful of us. We met every couple of weeks and I couldn't be there that week. And they had a meeting and they decided where we'd go the following week or whatever, you know, it was just kind of a spiritual group of us. We'd get together and support each other. And they decided to go do a certain thing, and they called to tell me. And I'll never forget it. It was almost 20 years ago. I was washing dishes. I got the phone call, and my friend said, yeah, we decided, you know, this is our meeting today. And we also decided that we would go next week to lunch at wherever. And I said, okay, that sounds great. They all knew it was something I would agree to, and I totally would have agreed to it. But I hung up the phone. And for, for whatever reason, it was just like you spoke about a minute ago. You know, when the time is right, the time is right. <laughs> I, I stood there and I, I got angrier and angrier. I got more and more frustrated. It's like, wow, like nobody even asked. Like they didn't even call and say, hey, are you okay with this? And all of a sudden, I heard as plain as day. I'm not going to tell you I heard an audible voice, but it was pretty damn clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the universe spoke to me and said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted to be last. Oh, my goodness. You always put yourself last. You know, isn't that what you want? And it was like the whole world opened to me at that moment, this big epiphany of, oh, my gosh, I do always say, oh, I don't care. Why would they ask me when a 100 times before they said, where do you want to go? And I said, oh, I don't care. Where do you want to go? Exactly. Right? And in that moment, my whole life changed. I Um, bet. (laughs) And so... It was like, wow, okay. And this is part of what I'm always telling people that the universe is always supporting you. Mm-hmm. I've had people say to me, well, I don't think the universe is supporting me. Well, you know, do you see how the universe was supporting me in that? Because that's what I was putting out there. No and doubt. In turn, and in turn, it got supported and I got left behind. And when I made the decision and the intention in that moment, it's like, oh, no, 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 this isn't what I want. I don't want to never be heard. I don't want to not have an opinion or not have anyone consider what I want. 
I changed right then. I think the next time at that moment that someone said to me, what movie do you want to see? I just picked one because I wasn't going to any longer say, oh, I don't care. I love love that. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing. I would love to know how else you embody being a sovereign goddess. (laughs) How do I answer that question? Um, Trusting myself. Mm. And... You know, by the story I just told, it's, it's not always easy to do. So I think being in the present moment and trusting myself, and by that I mean trusting what I'm feeling, trusting what is going on within me. And it's not that, you know, I'm more important than anyone else, but it's just weighing in with myself. Trusting what I'm feeling in my body. Mm. That's right. That's the question. How do you embody being a sovereign goddess? And sovereignty has to do with power and being the ruler or, you know, the queen in this feminine aspect, the empress of our own life. And you can't really do that if you're not paying attention to what your body is telling you. Right on. So I often tell people, you know, when I when I coach couples to to speak real truth, sometimes just sounds like saying what you're feeling, and it's not even always an emotion. Like I feel sad, but it may be I have a knot in my throat, or a knot in my stomach, or my shoulders are really tense right now. And so many of us go through life not even paying attention. You know, our shoulders have been tense for so long, we don't even notice anymore. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, I had someone tell me, she's since divorced and told me after the divorce, but she said, well, for five years, every time my husband's car pulled in the driveway, I got a knot in my stomach. Mm. But five years is a long time. No doubt. And... I guarantee that some days she may not have even noticed because she wasn't paying attention. And after the fact said, oh, wow, why wasn't I noticing this? So I think to embody sovereignty and that goddess divinity is to first be in our bodies and pay attention to what our bodies are saying to us, checking in with ourselves. So great. Tell me about a little bit more about your inspiration for your book. Well, my inspiration for that book was just the recognition that, you know, number one, and this life is not pain-free. Um, I mean, I wish I could tell you that there was some, you know, magic potion, <laughs> some key. You know, I, my, my name, my surname literally means key maker. Wow. I feel like it really fits. And I definitely can teach people some keys that will transform their life. And yet, you're still going to have bumps in the road. We're all going to still, you know, experience emotional pain because we are emotional beings and all of our feelings are valid. So we do have those feelings that feel uncomfortable. They come up. And... Part of the inspiration for the book was knowing that healing a broken heart, healing painful places in our life, 
can be something that we actually take steps to do. It's not a hoping or a wishing. And we take some of those steps in very, very practical ways. And so the book is short, sweet, and it's like a list of very practical things that you can do right now um, to start taking care of those hurt places. Hmm. We all have those places. Some of us are in deep, deep emotional pain, and some of us just had, you know, something happen last week that kind of rubbed us the wrong way. But in any case, we can take steps to start healing. And I really believe that once we heal those places, or, you know, it's not even once the places are fully healed, it's once we make the intention and start moving towards it. Yeah, no doubt about it. That things start to shift for us, and we start to really see some magic happen in our lives. And I'm passionate about uh, magic, so... (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to speak more about that? Well, you know, on the one hand, I just really believe that magic is a specific intentional action that we take to bring the metaphysical into the physical. So when the magician says abracadabra and pulls a non-existent rabbit out of a hat, you know, we say that's magic. In our own lives, anytime we take an intentional specific action, whether it's words or other actions, and we bring something that was a thought or a wish or a desire or an idea, into reality where we start to actually see it happening and feel it happening that's magical right so in vedantic philosophy there's only two symptoms of enlightenment one of them is that you stop worrying and the other one is that you experience more meaningful coincidences Hmm. and i put that together in my own life and with my clients in this realization that a big part of that is healing up those spaces that feel broken inside. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy, how can our listeners and, and readers contact you? Well, they can find me at my website. Uh, it's cindychavez.com. So it's C-I-N-D-I-E-C-H-A-V-E-Z, cindychavez.com. And I've, I write a blog there. I've got a free book for you there. Um, lots of other stuff going on. That's the easiest way. And they can email me, cindy at cindychavez.com. Oh, that's perfect. And I'll make sure that we have all of the information about Healing for a Broken Heart, the free ebook that you're sharing, and everything else uh, within our interview will be available at transformationgoddess.com. Cindy, it's been so wonderful to share time with you today and, and to listen to your story and to really Uh, dial into your feminine wisdom you are just wow you've got this gorgeous gorgeous light and I really appreciate you sharing it here with me and with our community today thank you so much it has been a joy to be here with you I hope we can do it again thanks for listening visit transformationgoddess.com to claim my five-part audio series to help you awaken the goddess within